0: What's up everyone i'm ryan satin welcome back to another smackdown roundup if you were listening to my raw roundup on monday you heard my slow descent into a flu as soon as i was done recording i got all sweaty it hit me hard it rocked my entire week i didn't get to record a new episode of add a character for next week got something in the works to make up for it but it has been a struggle for me. If you're listening to this right now, you'll you'll probably even hear a little bit of a strain in my voice. It hurts so much still. But thankfully, temperature's gone. I'm not a sweaty mess. And I was able to watch SmackDown. And I want to talk about it. There was a lot to talk about. There's a lot to discuss. Super fun show. Very entertaining stuff throughout. I'm going to do all that. But first, like I said... Uh, Apologies, there's not going to be a new out of character on Wednesday. I'll explain next week, but I was just rocked. I wasn't able to record with my planned guest. My past few weeks have been in chaos, trying to get things back together slowly, but I'm feeling good now. I'm ready to chat about this week's episode. I got a water handy, so if I take a few sips throughout the... And there's dead air, I apologize, I don't have a co-host. So it is what it is. Let's just get into this show. The show begins with Sami Zayn and the Usos arriving to the building as Roman Reigns' return later is hyped by the commentary team. And then we get Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox versus Damage Control. WWE Women's Tag Team Title Match. It was a brutal-looking spot in this match where Liv did a sunset flip to the outside, then power bombed Dakota Kai to the ground. The finish saw someone in a hoodie kick Knox in the head ringside and then run away from security, which allowed EO Sky to hit a moonsault on Tegan for the win. The match itself was very entertaining. Um, Liv Morgan continues... To prove why she has such a loyal fan base. She killed it in this match. She killed it. I mean, I think it's a real... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's uh, a compliment to her work that she can be in any random tag team and people still enjoy it. I think that's a real credit to, to everything that she does. A real credit to her work... She's always kind of like in this like makeshift tag team that's just kind of thrown together with no real rhyme or reason, but she makes it work and it's entertaining. Making something out of nothing every single time. Uh, Tegan Knox was was good here too, and I'm just a big fan of Damage Control. I, I we've talked about it a, to a bunch on here, uh, but I really like Dakota Kai and Io Sky as a team. I am of the group of people who feel like they do mesh well together. Who I. Do think they have a good uh, uh, chemistry together as a team, and I and I did enjoy this match. Now, like I said, the finish saw someone in a hoodie kick Knox in the head ringside. Now, it wasn't mentioned on the show that I saw, but on social media, a clip was released that showed Lee was the one under the hood, and that was who I saw a lot of people suspected before that even happened, because you can kind of see her face for a second. I saw people kind of take a quick little screen grab. So I'm guessing... Well, I shouldn't say I'm guessing. <coughs> oh, man. Hold on. So I think there's, like, two trains of thought here. Um, the first being, maybe we're getting Xia versus versus Tegan Knox in a feud. Um I, I I hope that's the direction this is going in. Um, that Lee was kind of working on her own. Doesn't like seeing one of these returning superstars get brought in and 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 once again jump her in line while she had been waiting there the whole time. And we get a nice little feud between Tegan Knox and Lee one that doesn't involve a title, one that's just you know building on SmackDown in, in the undercard. I think that's a win because. The other option is Zia Lee joining Damage Control, and I don't see that happening. Now, I could be wrong, I could be wrong, but she just doesn't strike me as a future member of Damage Control because of that. That's my guess. I, I think that this is just meant to start a feud between Tegan Nox and Zaya Lee, which I'd be interested in seeing. I feel like Zaya Lee Li is someone who isn't getting enough screen time as of late. Has a dope entrance, has a cool look, has a fan base with the right vignettes about her, kind of like some of these that we've seen tonight, which we'll get to like on Gunther and Ricochet. I think you could really make her seem cool as hell. So, yeah, I think uh I think that that's where this is going. I think it's Zile and Tegan Knox, not Zilie joining damage control. If anyone's joining damage control. I think it's going to be Alba Fire when she's done with the feud involving Isla Dawn in NXT. That's what I think. Maybe that's already the case. I don't know. I, yeah, just, yeah, I think I think that's when it'll really come to an... Because I'm trying to think, wait. I missed last week's, or this week's, because I was sick. <laughs> so, I don't know what happened. Uh, but yeah, I think Alba Fire is going to be the next member of damage control at some point next oh gotta take another water my voice is struggling more than i realized uh, uh, there was a awesome video package hyping gunther's title defense against ricochet there was a symphony number no. nine e minor like song playing gunther beating up a student like he did in nxt while cutting a promo but this is and the, the, the video after it was... Because it was followed up by a pre-taped promo from Ricochet. And Ricochet is saying that people think Gunther already has the match won. But he's going to flip the odds in his, fav, uh, in his favor. He says, go ahead and bet on Gunther. I'm going to bet on Ricochet. And, like, both of these things are the exact thing that I... I shouldn't say exactly what I was talking about. No, it was. This is exactly what I was talking about in my last SmackDown roundup. Where these, like, pre-taped promos aren't bad. I think that we as wrestling fans feel like every single wrestler needs to do this live promo that's, that's, uh, you know, full of charisma and, 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 you know, rock and stone cold esque if they're going to get to the top and that they need to have these amazing in-ring promos. And yes, that's true. But I think that we also forget that a lot of interviews are pre-taped beforehand and you have chances to have multiple takes. And Even actors, when they're nailing a monologue or when they're trying to look badass in a movie, they have like a hundred times, they have a hundred chances to to, to do that. And so these pre-taped promos where you have the ability to make these wrestlers look good I think is is exactly what should be done. I don't think every promo needs to be an in ring promo. These things are accentuating the positives in people. Old school ECW where you're accentuating the positives and downplaying the negatives, and like so Gunther and Ricochet, two guys where people go like, oh, they could cook promos very well or whatever. But you have music playing underneath it, production value, um, multiple takes to have cool lines that you can piece together and make these guys into superstars, that's what I want to see. That's what I like. Uh, the, The one from Ricochet was exactly the kind of promo that he'd post on social media that I would say should be on TV. So no complaints from me from either of these things. I think that while it's an art in wrestling to nail that one take promo in front of a live audience, you can help guys get there with stuff like this, when they can work stuff out, because no one's gonna get better at promos without doing stuff like this, where you get chances to to pre-tape them and and see what works, see what doesn't work, and and make the best presentation of of a WWE superstar. And that's what I felt like both of these video packages did very well. Next. <sighs> That was a lot. My voice is like, I hate you right now. My throat is just like, you, S-O-B, Ryan. Uh, wait, let me take a little swig here. Oh, the bloodline. Oh, Shown backstage with a spiffy-looking Sammy Zayn, who's been trimmed up and had his hair done. Sammy acts nervous, and when he leaves, Jay says he thinks Roman is planning to make Sammy an actual ooze tonight, no longer honorary. jimmy asks if he's sure about that and makes it seem like roman hasn't exactly confirmed he plans to do that because he's still unhappy about kevin owens jay says it's gonna be a great night don't worry yeah it is gonna be a great night don't worry but we're not there yet there's a lot to come still uh next we get an update on la night after the bray wyatt situation uh, and there's some footage shown of LA Knight tied up backstage after last week. Uncle Howdy sings to LA Knight and finally reveals himself before shutting off the camera. So now we fast forward to this week, and LA Knight is shown angrily walking through the halls while looking over his shoulder. And after the break, he says, no matter what has happened, he's still knocking on Bray Wyatt's door. Says Bray Wyatt is a former WWE champion with one of the biggest returns of all time. Yet, all he's done since returning is dress like a circus freak and say a bunch of gobbledygook that doesn't get to the point. <laughs> I know the. I feel like Bray Wyatt's a fairly polarizing character, it seems, on social media. And I had I a that line really made the people who don't like Bray Wyatt happy because that's the kind of stuff they say about him the gobbledygook that doesn't get to the point. But we got a little closer to it tonight because LA, L.A. Knight says that he knows it was Bray Wyatt under the mask, not Uncle Howdy. And he needs him to put on whatever mask or whatever costume he needs to put on so that he can walk to the ring and get stomped out. The lights then go out and Bray Wyatt made his entrance while saying yeah, yeah, yeah in tribute to the late Brody Lee on his birthday. Really cool to see him finally get to pay some tribute As much as possible to his late friend, the late Luke Harper. Wyatt said he was sick of the game that that they are playing and he knows he doesn't believe him. But he's barking up the wrong tree because he isn't the one who touched L.A. Knight. Then when Wyatt gets into the ring, L.A. Knight goes on the attack. But Uncle Howdy interrupts saying, little pig, what have you done? He then asks, he then asks, L.A. Knight wants to see something really scary and different music starts to play. Uncle Howdy then makes his entrance on the stage, causing L.A. Knight to dip from the ring as Howdy laughed and Wyatt looked kind of freaked out. All right, let's talk about this a little bit. Let's talk about this just a little bit. Uh, Okay, so I loved this. I felt like L.A. Knight has done a fantastic job of stepping up to the plate, making himself look like a tough dude who isn't backing down from all of this craziness, even though he finally had to do so at the end of all of this. But when he came out and he was still calling out Bray Wyatt, wanting to come out to so stomp him, I'm still standing, all that stuff. To me, I go, look at that's a guy. Like, that's a tough dude. That guy is someone that fans can get behind. Because it doesn't make him look like a wuss. It makes him look like he wants to fight a WWE champion, even with all the head games being played. So LA Knight really has stepped up to the plate when it comes to this feud. Um, I I tweeted this, and this is kind of how I feel about this segment. (laughs) I feel like the people who enjoy Bray Wyatt and are fans of Bray Wyatt loved this like I did. Uh, I think that the people who don't like Bray Wyatt necessarily or don't enjoy his storylines are going to be very vocally against this segment. They're gonna say, oh, this is the exact kind of stuff we don't like. But I think like cinematic storylines like this are interesting. Like they keep intrigue going. They they are the kind of thing that I wanna see on weekly episodic television. You know, we talk about how someone like a Bray Wyatt, excuse me, we talk about someone like a Roman Reigns when he wrestles as an attraction. You can make Bray Wyatt into that too. I mean, that's kind of what we're getting here. I think that the fact that he hasn't wrestled yet since coming back. Shows that they're making his matches an attraction. Um, they're they're making them count. Um, they're putting thought into them. they they're they're. It's not just, you know, every week he's gonna be putting on bangers. He's gonna have these episodic stories that are unraveling and eventually lead to matches. It seems, and I like that. I'm into that. I do. <laughs> I do believe that even though we saw a person standing there as Uncle Howdy i I mean, I still don't think that Uncle Howdy is gonna be someone else or we're gonna have a reveal and it's Bo Dallas or something like that. I do still think this is all gonna be people like like a multiple personality type vibe. I don't know that. I definitely don't know that. I have no inside info. But that was what I had felt in watching this. But, I mean, obviously, with someone coming out now, that could change. I mean, there's a second person there. But, yeah, I really... I was intrigued by this. And that's really what I want. Like, it's one of those things, like I say, like, you want to... You want something that makes you want to watch next week. And this makes you want to watch next week. I want to see what the heck is going on here. I want to see where this is leading towards... I almost felt like someone else was about to come out too. I feel like now that Uncle Howdy has appeared in the flesh of some sort, that we might see some other personalities spring up. I'm not sure, but really, like ultimately, I just like that we got a a, a real you know new layer to this. That's what I had been waiting for. I felt like. I had been wanting a new layer, and, and we kind of got that tonight with the reveal of Uncle Howdy in the flesh. Next, Ricochet versus Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. Wait, you know what? Before I get to that match, I'm going to do a quick commercial break so I can pound this water, and uh, and then we'll get back to the rest of this week's episode of SmackDown. All right, like I said, Ricochet versus Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. Woo! 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 What a match. These guys are so good. God, these two are so good. Gunther is just on fire. Hasn't had a bad match since being on the main roster. Ricochet, killing it in the Triple H era. So good. Love that we get to see matches like this on SmackDown now. This is what wrestling fans want to see. In 2022, 23, it's about to be 23, so this is what the current wrestling fan wants to see. That's a better way of wording it. This is what the modern day wrestling fan wants to see. I mean, the the combination of these two, the reason I like it so much is because I've said it in the past. When I'm watching pro wrestling, I really like when it feels like it's a, uh, a battle of two different styles to see whose style is better to a degree, you know. And and you got this this heavy hitter versus this high flyer and you could see it on display the whole time. Walter is just chopping him and chopping him and beating him and hitting him and and forearming him and clubbing him and and slamming him and you can just feel every single hit, every single pound, you could feel it. You could feel the pressure Getting to Ricochet as he's beaten down punch by punch by punch, and then he comes back. And you feel Ricochet's speed, so much speed being brought ahead, you know, just just flying off the top rope, flying over the rope, drop kick, this, that, you know, and he and he's just he's like a little lightning bolt, just all over the ring. And you see this clash of styles, and you see this battle for for, 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 for supremacy in their styles, style supremacy. And, and it's so cool to like watch that clash happen like a real fight. Like it felt authentic. It felt real. Like you, like, yes, these guys are using ridiculous moves like moonsaults and, 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 you know, emerald flosions that you would never use in a real fight yet somehow It felt so real, the story they were telling in the ring, and that's when you can get caught up in that, when you can get sucked into it, when you can get lost in the story being told through physicality, that's when pro wrestling is at its best. So I really, really enjoyed this match. Uh, You know, Ricochet mounted a little bit of a comeback near the end, and eventually brought that speed, like I was saying... Gunther tries to fight back. He hits that. He tries to hit a German suplex on Ricochet from the top rope. Ricochet flips out of it. Then he still hits him with a running boot and a massive clothesline for a two count. Then Ricochet somehow fought back from that and connected with a brain buster and shooting star press combo in a row. Still couldn't get the three count. They then traded shots after that and Gunther eventually chopped him out of midair Then hit his new finisher, The Last Symphony, for the win. So good. Like, these two guys, so good. Like, the fact that we haven't been getting matches like this for longer is, is a bummer. Because, like, Ricochet is so talented. You know, when he does stuff like land on his feet after being tossed from the top rope, you're just like, God, this guy is like a real-life Superman. Like, or, excuse me, Spider-Man. Where he's just flipping around, landing on his feet, whatever. It's awesome. Uh And I think that with this match... No one came out of this looking bad. Like, yeah, Ricochet didn't win the Intercontinental Championship, but man, he came out of this match looking like a million bucks still. So, great, great, great match between these two. Next, Jimmy Uso joins Roman in his locker room. Sorry about that. And asks what he has planned tonight. Roman plays Coy. And Jimmy says he's cool with whatever Roman has planned for Sami Zayn. uh, Roman then instructs Paul to call Adam Pierce, And after the break, he joins them in the Bloodline locker room. Paul then proposes the idea of Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens and a partner of his choosing. Pierce proposes this for the Royal Rumble. But Paul says it should happen on Fox, on SmackDown, live on the December 30th edition of the show. Hmm... Did your Cena senses get tingling at that point? Because mine did. I'm guessing if you watched this, or if you're listening to this, you already watched this show, so I'm not spoiling it too much, but my Cena senses were immediately tingling here. There's so much history with Cena and Roman, there's Cena and Kevin Owens' history, there's Cena and Sammy history, full circle for all these guys. I knew it had to be John Cena, who's going to be on the, the December 30th edition of the show already. We're going to get to that reveal shortly, but i excited. Next, Legato Del Fantasma versus Hit Row. I felt so bad for Top dollar in this match when he attempted that dive over the top rope, but but it failed to make it over, and, and it looked like he had injured himself because he struggled to hit their finisher after while holding on to his leg. But eventually they did, and Hit Row got the win. So next week, it'll be the Usos versus Hit Row for the tag titles. And thankfully, Top dollar has already posted on social media that he's not sure why his leg went out before making that jump over the rope. But uh, he had himself checked out afterwards, and thankfully, he's okay. So next week, the Usos versus Hit Row for the tag team titles. <clears throat> oh. Oh, I'm doing my best here, everyone. I'm doing my best here. Two more segments. My throat. Okay, we got this. (laughs) Uh, Next, Raquel Rodriguez was interviewed in the trainer's room about Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. And says she'll be in the gauntlet match next week to determine Ronda's next challenger. Ronda and Shayna then jump her and leave her laying on the floor. Enjoyed this, but I'm not going to analyze it too much because I got one more segment that I got to save my energy for (laughs) because my throat, I can feel it. It's shot. Uh, Let's get to this last segment. Finally, the bloodline make their entrance with Roman Reigns. Roman talks about how this is the first time since War Games that he's seen the family and that it was going to be a good night for Sammy, but not anymore. He says they still have a Kevin Owens problem, and if Kevin Owens is a problem for Sammy, Kevin Owens is a problem for the bloodline and the tribal chief, but he has a solution. He then tells Sammy about the match next week, about KO and a partner of his choosing, and how they'll smash them both, and we won't ever see Kevin again. Sammy says Roman is right. KO drags him down. He's a cancer to everyone around him, and he and he's his only friend, which he then realizes was bad to say. He corrects himself. Was his only friend And as he continues, he gets interrupted by none other than bravado John Cena. Uh, John Cena says that he got a text message from Kevin Owens saying, Sup, Peacemaker? Did you know you've had a WWE match every year for the past 20 years except this one? Your streak's about to be broken do you want to be my tag partner next week? There was also a bunch of emoji mentions. My favorite was the mermaid emoji because if you watch the Peacemaker show, it it uh, that was one of my favorite parts of the show was the, the mermaid emoji text. Um, so he says, uh, Kevin asked if you wanted to be his tag partner next week to make sure that the streak doesn't get broken. Cena accepts. He says, make your list. Check it twice. The bloodline has been naughty and won't it be nice when Cena Claus is coming to town? Ho, ho, holy S-word. Oh, you know, <laughs> I don't know what age you are, listener. Um, but I think that if you're, like, around my age, I think, you know, when the whole polarizing Cena time came around, he would always do these corny things like this. And we took it for granted, I think, man. Because I love when he does these things now. Uh, and it's it's honestly even more entertaining now because it's like dad return like it's like buff dad returning to drop some puns, make a few funny quips, beat some people up, and then leave. Uh, so I it, I enjoy it, and I really think that like this was unexpected. We got John Cena on SmackDown two weeks early, awesome, and he's setting up a match now for the show that he's going to be on. My biggest. Criticism of the summer of Cena was that we didn't get him in enough matches. So the fact that we're getting him in a match this time—it's not just an in-ring segment—makes me so excited. That's what I wanted to see from Cena. Um, I think that the, I think that also that he's going to be interacting with the two biggest uh, stars, the two most popular stars on SmackDown right now, in Roman Reigns. And Sami Zayn is also cool, but also we're getting the team of Sami Zayn and and Roman Reigns against John Cena. How crazy is that? I mean, like we we look at this long history of of uh, John's excuse me of, of, of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, and I like that we've gotten to the point now where it's like a big match, and 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 they're on opposite sides of the ring, and John Cena and Roman Reigns are involved in this, and it makes. Perfect sense from a long history standpoint, too. Uh, I just... I really am excited about this. I missed Cena, dude. Like, it's crazy that he hasn't wrestled in a whole year. I'm really glad that streak's not going to be broken. Because that streak never needs to be broken. Just... We got to get him at least once a year. He's the guy who says he he's not leave, he's not leaving yet. So, you got to like... It's, it's like one of those things where it's like... In order to have your membership card, you still have to wrestle once a year. And so... Uh, yeah that's how he's keeping his I'm so excited December 30th episode of Smackdown is going to be can't miss make sure you guys are watching it alright I need to go drink a tea or something my throat is on fire it, it's so much worse than when I started so I'm going to wrap things up here I'm not even going to do my my closing plugs or anything just just uh, if you haven't listened to the Apollo Crews interview please check that out I really enjoyed the conversation the two of us had. And also go leave a a rating or a review for the podcast if you enjoyed it. I like to read them on here. So give me some reviews to read, ladies and gentlemen. All right, that's it. I'm done officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this has been SmackDown Roundup.